into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 10th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, off to lunch today, my friend, but it's it's a working lunch. It's a working lunch, mate. Today we've got uh, lunch with Lee in town at the District Brasserie. Um, and I've got two fantastic guests coming on the show today, mate. The mm. former Australian cricketer, Simon Kadich. We all know that running that he had with Michael Clark, so I'll be asking him about that one. And um, and the Sydney Swans Irishman, uh, Ty Keneally. So it should be a good laugh, mate. Plenty of beers had. Plenty of O'Brien beers, yeah. that's for sure. And um, yeah, and a nice little lunch too, mate. Sounds very good. And two superstars. And Simon, just like you, loves cooking. He does. He's a real culinary man. I remember doing a story on the cricket show with Simon in a kitchen. And uh, yeah, what time do you want us there? Mate, whenever you want to get there, Timmy. You know you're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the invite didn't hit. Anyway, we've got plenty to talk about today. Usman Khawaja versus Ian Chappell. Mm. Ding dong. Dylan Orcott will retire after the Australian Open. What a career he has had. And we'll learn all the latest from the NBA. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, Main Hair Care. Well, there's a stack of cricket about. Of course, Australia heads towards its semi-final with Pakistan in the T20 World Cup. Hitting form at the right time. That'll happen over the next day or so. It's going to be difficult. Beating Pakistan in Sharjah, not easy. But um, in this kind of form, all you need is a Warner or one of the bowlers to pop their head up and we could get on the front foot. But the the big talking point over the past 24 hours has been Ian Chappell and Usman Khawaja, Shane. Now, Chappelle's come out and criticised Usman for saying, you know, he just hasn't stepped up. I don't think they should pick him. You know, I'm being fairly vague about what he said, but that's the general gist of the story. And then uh, Usman's hit back and said, well, he's not even the best cricketer in his own family. Which is an old line. It's a very old line. It was used against Mark Waugh. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, I it's a silly move from Uzi here, mate. I think the quick potted history with Usman Khawaja, he came into the Australian team. He's, he's a real sort of laid back sort of guy. He doesn't really fit the sort of, you know, rah rah mold and, you know, all aggressive sort of type. Um, he got dropped from the team. He was considered lazy amongst the ranks. Um, I don't think he is personally. Um, he's then, you know, had a bit of a personal running with Justin Langer. We saw that on the, on the Netflix doco. And then, um, Prior to this season, he's come out and sort of supported Justin Langer, which I thought was a good move. He then did the right thing that every cricketer should do is put some runs on the board. He's done that back-to-back hundreds. And then he's come out and said this about Ian Chappell. Not, he's not even the best best player in his family. I just think Ian Chappell, Shane Moore, and Justin Langer are all really, really tight. They're really good mates. And I think you're going to see a bit of a public assassination of poor Osman here. And I think they're going to go really, really hard at him, mate. And it's going to be pretty ugly, this, I think. I don't know about that. Uh, the, the, the reason why I, I, I don't know about it is because I think it was more of a throwaway, flippant kind of line. Plus, 
you've got to think of 2021 and where we live and how we're living at the moment. And Justin Langer is on a massive watch at the moment, huge watch from every journalist, every observer of the Australian cricket team. So if he is perceived to be damning on someone for something personal, it, they'll really jump on him. Plus, I actually think Kawaja is an outstanding cricketer who's scoring runs. To me, it would seem an obvious choice to put him in there because we're not completely convincing, particularly with this batting lineup. Yeah, but a lot of the guys in the ranks may see it as, as him being disrespectful. I know he sort of mm. – but he, he, what he said it intended to hit the mark. And Ian Chappell and Shane Warne will not back down on this. Mark my words. They will go yeah. so hard at him, mate. And uh, he better have thick skin because um, the, the, this will get pretty personal, I reckon. And and I do feel for Aussie. He's doing everything right scoring runs, but um, he better get ready for this barrage that's coming. <laughs> I love Chappelle and Warney, but if you're going to put it out there, you can't have glass jaws. I, I, I think if you're going to have a crack at someone, you need to be prepared to have a someone have a crack back at you. Well, he's just said had a had a dead set rip at him, so he's come back at him. I, I have no problem. That's very Australian. I, I hope for Usman's sake that he continues to score runs. I'd like to see him in there again because I think that would be the best thing for him and the best thing for the Australian cricket team. But that's just my view, our view. But um, we'll hold hands and carry on now, Shane. WBBL star Izzy Wong. What about Izzy Wong smashing six sixes? Wow. Like, you never would have thought only a couple of years ago um, the girls starting cricket and – um, that they'd be hitting six sixes. Like, this is ridiculous that the girls are performing so well and just really smashing the ball now. And, and I know the cricket bats have made a big difference, but the girls are so much stronger. Um, they're obviously training so hard. Uh, but Izzy Wong, here, six sixes. It's like you would struggle with most guys in the backyard to hit six sixes, right? Um, these girls are doing it at free will now. It's bloody good to watch. Yeah, uh, that, that was just absolutely scintillating. And uh, mm. uh, the, the, the growth has been exponential. Now, rugby league, the NRL draw that that's interesting yeah it is mate so you, you've seen the nrl the panthers and manly both have three times five day turnarounds so um they don't get, don't get a full week off there and the storm have two of those as well so it's a lot of pressure both on um on the panthers and manly particularly when you've got injuries that five day turnarounds can really really hurt so you know the roosters have uh to snuck away with not um getting those five day turnarounds, but I think it comes down to uh, a lot of the games they want on TV and Manly are a big uh, commodity at the moment. Oh yeah, and that's the thing, and it's going to make them a lot of money if you get on commercial TV, uh, and the more times you do, uh, it's more money to you. So Tom Trebojevic uh, is obviously the Broadway act of the competition, yeah. and Manly's going to get like twelve free to air games. Amazing, and at twelve free to air games, yeah, which is worth about three million dollars. To them, so um, mm. big, big, big bucks there. But uh, yeah, I, I know personally. Every time I don't support Manly, but every time Manly been playing this like last season, I couldn't. I had to watch it because I want to see what Tom Trebovich was going to do. He's a he's a superstar. You you live up on the uh, the peninsula. Have you you noticed much of uh, those Renos going on at, at Brookvale Oval? <laughs> yeah, I do, mate, all the time. It's um, there's lots happening there, mate. And uh, I just think that the way that Manly played last season has breathed life. Um, into the NRL, particularly on the Northern Beaches. And, um, yeah, they're going to be queuing up this year to watch uh, watch their team, hopefully, be in the top four again. Well, he's been a real innovator, hasn't he, Trebojevic, over the past year mm. or so, as has Dylan Alcott all through his career, of course, 
in uh, wheelchair tennis and other sports, not just wheelchair tennis, but that's been uh, the dominant sport that he's played. 16-time Grand Slam champion. Amazing. He plays with great character, great personality, big smiles. That's why, uh, you know, look, that's why he's such a commercial-friendly guy too. A lot of the, the, the organisations love getting him on board. He's going to retire after the Aussie Open. Yeah, what a superstar, mate. Um, forget this guy going down as our greatest ever wheelchair sportsman. He's one of our greatest ever sportsmen, full stop. 16-time Grand Slam champion. He won four gold medals. He's the only male ever to do the Golden Grand Slam. Steffi Graf's the only um, other person that's done that. Um, and he will retire after the Australian Open this year, and uh, he can hold his head high, mate. He's been an absolute superstar of the sport, um, absolutely carried himself well all the time, um, Yeah, both publicly and privately. He's done a lot lot for uh, Australian sport in general. Yeah, sure has. And uh, Australian Paralympic star Madison D. Rosario, uh, first Australian woman to get the New York Marathon wheelchair event. Yeah, I love this little article where she said she just couldn't wait to get on a plane to get over there. And, and the moment that the, 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 the gates opened up at the International Airport, she was on a plane and off to New York. And yeah, being the first Australian woman to win the New York Marathon wheelchair event is, uh, is, is a great achievement. Now, what about this Eddie Jones? This is a really weird story, isn't it? Particularly when you sort of a, you, you think of the individuals involved. Eddie Jones, uh, you know, former Wallaby coach, now coaching England in rugby union, slammed for comments that he's made about tennis star Emma Raducanu. Yeah, yeah Raducanu. And look, I think this is a bullshit story because it's not a sexist comment at all. He was purely referring to one of his um, uh, English uh, rugby union players, Marcus Smith, who's also twenty years of age, and he he made reference to Emma, saying she won, she she won her first major tournament, and since then she hasn't performed because she's been doing a lot of commercial events. Um, it's nothing to do with her being female. He's just making a point that you, there are a lot of distractions that happen and go with professional sports. And when you take your eyes off the fries, um, you can often lose them. So, yeah, I just, I just think it's ridiculous these days. You, you, you make a, a comment and it's turned into a sexist or a racist one when, when it's not intended. And um, I know Eddie Jones and I know he didn't intend it that way. He was just trying to make a point to his team. Yeah, interesting one. Um, these days, uh, you know, the whole area is at fever pitch. There's little question about that. Yeah. Uh, now, AFL, this continues to be a, an issue, and it's going to be in, in world sport, isn't it? And Carlton player yet to be vaccinated, and really the AFL future for him and others very much in the balance. Yet um, there is a Carlton player. They're not naming him. They're just saying he's part of their senior ranks um, that hasn't chosen to be vaccinated yet. Um we know the AFL has, has a very, very um, hard stance on this. Uh, Feb 18, all players have to be double-vaxxed by then. If they don't um, do that, they don't play. So let's see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, there's no way around this now. If you want to play AFL, you have to be double-vaccinated. Otherwise, you won't be booting up. Yeah, pretty much all the sports. They're, you know, yep. the NRL's been uh, criticised a, a bit for being a little wishy-washy on the area. Uh, now, cheap shots in the NBA. What's going on? I mean... Uh, they're punching with baskets. Mate, this was – I don't know if you saw the footage, Jimmy. This was actually mm. quite disturbing, but it was the Denver Nuggets um, versus the Miami Heat. Um, Nikola Jokic um, was fouled by uh, Markeith Morris. Um, yep. An intentional foul. Normally, you slap him on the arm. He's gone straight into the ribs uh, to Jokic, um, and he's just turned around and absolutely flattened him. <laughs> straight in the back. Um, they were both sent off, um, and the abuse continued between – both benches and, and both players, ugly, ugly scenes. It's just it was it was fever pitch there, mate, and um, it definitely boiled over. But uh, there's no passion loss there.
I've always wondered about um, basketball, basketball at the elite level, that there's not more of it because they're always mm. bumping and, and, and hitting it. AFL as well. Like um, Rugby league had to actually ban any of it to, to make it stop. But, um, yeah, that, I did see the footage and uh, it was nice and fiery. Now, what about the um, <laughs> what about in the NFL? Uh, the official's butt got in the way. Mate, this referee needs to be sacked. Um, it was it was a tight game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears. The Steelers end up winning mm. twenty nine to twenty seven due to this referee giving a, a foul for taunting, which um, he has accused a player of running into him. The footage clearly shows that the referee reversed into him, stuck his butt out, and clipped your ass out of the way. Get your ass out of the way, mate. At least buy me a drink first, and <laughs> and and he's and he's thrown the flag in, and then giving him a taunting foul, which which. Um, Lost the Chicago Bears the game. It was just appalling from this referee. He just clearly wanted to get involved. And social media in the US has blown up over this, Timmy. So, yeah, I think this ref might be in a bit of trouble himself. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It really yeah. was ridiculous. All right, look, I think we're all pretty excited about what's about to happen next month, the start of the Ashes. Of mm. course, the first test in Brisbane, and then we roll on from there. Uh, the English cricket team, or a good majority of the English cricket team, has already arrived in Australia, members of the T20 World Cup side that are, are going to play in the uh, the Ashes are starting to arrive over the next few days. And uh, that lends us to your your story, your, your moment of nostalgia today, Shane. And we go back to 2005. That famous series, of course, your brother and Kaspervich and Big Flintoff. It was fantastic, mate. It was 2005 and I was going over to England just for work. Um, as I landed, I was going to go to the first day of the Lord's Test and I had yep. a spare ticket. So I called a good mate, a guy called Andrew Paul, who played uh, lower grades for Mossman Cricket, who I know was working for KPMG, I think it was KPMG, or, yeah, KPMG in London. And I said, um, Paulie, do you want a, a ticket, mate, to the first day of the test? He said, are you joking? I've always wanted to go to the Lord's Test. I couldn't get a ticket. His wife was pregnant at the time, so he asked her. Um, and we went along, and it was the most amazing day. Um, I think uh, Glenn McGrath got eight wickets, and it was, it was fantastic to watch. At the end of the day's play, he said, oh, mate, thank you so much. It's been one of the best days of my life. I then went back to the hotel. I said, no, come on. And he met all the uh, commentators. He met Richie Benno. He met Mark Taylor, Ian Healy. He couldn't believe it. Then I said, mate, we haven't finished yet. And I took him to a um, Lenny Kravitz concert with Stuart McGill. And we went backstage and he met Lenny Kravitz. And he said to me, mate, that was one of the best things you've ever done. Thank you so much. What a, what a great day. We had a nice dinner. I called him a week later when he gave birth, his wife gave birth to their first child. I said, congratulations, Andrew. And he said, second best day of my life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, you, you rolled out Broadway for him. What an extraordinary what, couple of weeks for Andrew. Paul, where is he now? Mate, he's back in Sydney. Um, him and his wife here. He's got three kids now, I think, or three or four kids. So, uh, yeah, he's been busy. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful day to go to a Lord's Test match for him to meet some of the legends of the game and then to uh, to go to a small, intimate concert with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, it was one of the great days. Yeah, that's pinch yourself stuff. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. Yeah, I was having a chat with Shell from Maine Hair Care the other day. What a lovely bunch of people, as is our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.